The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Cutting through the clutter, this is the Misty Winston Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to hang out with me today. Uh, big show. My friend Rome's going to be here, uh, Rome Bathia from Revolutionary Blackout Network. I'm very excited. It's been a while since I've talked with him, so uh, I'm excited to have him here. We're going to be bringing him in momentarily. A uh, couple quick things I want to get through really quick, though. First of all, we talked yesterday about uh, Section 720, the FISA se- Section 720, or I'm sorry, 702. Um, uh <laughs> This thing is such a nightmare. So a couple quick things. First of all, the Senate is uh, supposed to be uh, voting right now. Five o'clock, I think, is when the the vote was supposed to be scheduled. Um, I don't know if they are, in fact, voting right now. Uh, Hopefully you got your phone calls in to um, uh, your senators. However, uh, apparently the vote is going to go to the House tomorrow. Now, Thomas Massey, highly recommend following Thomas Massey on this issue and many issues. There's plenty of things I disagree with him on, uh, but uh, he is great on uh, things of free speech, surveillance, things like that. Um, so, uh, So the vote today in the Senate, he's saying, requires 60 votes. Um, and they are going to suspend the, the rules in the House. So it requires uh, an even higher, it requires a 66.7% uh, threshold there. So they could stop it with just 145 nays in the House. That's all they need. So um, go ahead and call your senators. Why not? Uh, and, and continue to put the pressure on them. But but also call your House representatives as well, because they're going to be voting tomorrow. I don't know what time that vote is scheduled. Um, uh, so call, go ahead and call them now, leave a message uh, uh, or talk to their intern or whoever answers the phone if somebody's there. Um, but for sure, when you wake up in the morning, call your representatives. This thing is an absolute nightmare. It is. Um, I'll tell you here, we'll, we'll go over some of these things. So this is a thread uh, uh, put on Twitter by FreedomWorks. I'm not really super familiar with them, um, but it, this is a great thread. So they uh, this, they were responding to uh, a tweet from John Cornyn, uh, who is heavily pushing uh, in favor of this thing, but they responded to him uh, saying that what he posted was 100% false. And they said, the FBI conducted more than 200,000 warrantless searches of Americans' information uh, under 702 between December of 2021 and November of 2022. So in less than a year, 200,000 warrantless searches of Americans' information. So they give some examples. Tens of thousands of baseless searches related to civil unrest in a one-year period, including 141 racial justice protesters and thousands of January 6th, I'm sorry, suspects. So again, we've talked about that on this show before. If you're angry about January 6th um, uh, and the way that those people are being uh, targeted, you should also be angry at the way that uh, some people who were protesting uh, during the Black Lives Matter protest uh, protests were also treated because this is impacting y'all both equally. Um, also, searches for individuals an NSA analyst had met on an online dating site and a prospective tenant. Searches for a state court judge who reported civil rights violations to the FBI. Searches for places Places of worship that were intentionally hidden from oversight, searches for a member of HPSCI and a U.S. senator, a batch search for 19,000 congressional donors, batch searches that included current and former federal government officials, journalists, and political commentators, searches for people who came to the FBI to perform repairs, searches for victims who came to the FBI to report crimes, searches for businesses, religious and community leaders who apply to participate in the FBI's Citizens Academy, 
searches for college students participating in a collegiate academy, searches for family members and colleagues, searches for police officer candidates, searches for an individual employed by a DA, searches for a wrongly accused American academic, searches based on a witness's report that two men of Middle Eastern descent were loading cleaning supplies into a truck, searches for a political party, batch, batch searches for 1,600 Americans, quote, who'd flown through an airport during a particular date range and were either traveling or returning from a a foreign country, end quote, uh, and 2,000 searches for names, dates of birth uh, of individuals who were registered competitors in an athletic event. So um, they're just doing all kinds of warrantless, warrantless searches uh, on your information, my information, all Americans' information. Again, more than 200,000 warrantless searches of American Americans' information in less than a year. That is essentially what they are seeking to um, uh, continue. So this, it's supposed to, it's written as it's just a four month extension. This is going to push, uh, this thing will then be viable through 2025. Uh, it's crazy. It is a major domestic surveillance bill. It needs to be shot down. Edward Snowden tweeted about it and said, uh, the vote is at 5 PM today. Please read below and call your congressional reps ASAP at 202-224-3121. Tell them to not permit any FISA 702 extension. He then, uh, like uh, does a little uh, how, how to pronounce it, FISA 702. Uh, it is a warrantless surveillance program that impacts ordinary Americans in the NDAA. Justin Amash uh, actually tweeted out and said that it is worse than the Patriot Act. I happen to agree with him. It is horrendous. So this thing absolutely needs to be shot down. Um, I don't care if you've never made a political phone call in your entire life. Take two minutes and make a phone call. Um, again, I don't, I'm not saying that phone calls are the end all be all or that it's going to actually be able to stop this thing, but it only takes a couple of minutes. Um, and I do think that that kind of mass public pressure is really the only way we ever get anything accomplished. Um, so it, it just take a couple minutes, call them, uh, tell your elected representatives, whether it's your senator or your house rep, uh, tell them that you do not support Section 702 uh, being included in the NDAA. It is a domestic surveillance program, um, and you would like them to uh, stand against it. So we are running out of time. Again, the Senate is supposed to be voting right now. Um, I will try to check throughout the show to see if there's any news on that vote, um, but keep your eyes on that, and then tomorrow the House will vote. But they are going to be suspending the rules, so the threshold for the votes um, will be increased. So we have a shot here that we could potentially get this thing shot down. So, um, okay, don't forget, you can follow me over on the tweeters at Sarcasm Stardust. Check out the Substack. It's mistywinston.substack.com. It's free to subscribe. Uh, there's a write-up for the guest every day um, of the day every day so that you can find, follow, and support their work as well. And if you would like, you can shoot me an email at mistywinston at tntradio.live. If you have a guest idea or show idea or you just want to rant about something, I'm always down for that. Uh, so hit me up. And also, uh, we have fantastic presenters here on TNT Radio. And if you would like a complete list of shows and the schedule, offered on TNT Radio, visit the website tntradio.live. We serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators who can separate fact from fiction, truth from propaganda right here on TNT Radio. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I come to you for facts. I really appreciate what you and your team do. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, an anti-woke legal group run by a former Trump advisor has filed a federal civil rights complaint against IBM, uh, noting that there is reason to believe the New York-based tech corporation, quote, knowingly and intentionally violated federal law, end quote, by discriminating on the basis of sex and race. Seems like a lot of people are doing that these days. Uh, here with this story, joining me now is TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. All right, what is IBM up to, Adam? 
Well, I mean, at least what we know of. Uh, so yeah, somebody got busted. Uh, this is courtesy of the the um, the preeminent uh, gotcha undercover investigative reporter guy, James O'Keefe. Yep, uh, he he he's the one who did the busting. Uh, he shared a video to X on Monday where an IBM CEO Arvind. Krishna and other IBM executives can be seen detailing penalties, including termination for those leaders who fail to sufficiently hire based on, you know, race, sex, you know, the things you're not supposed to take into consideration. Uh, they're being taught to do this uh, and getting in trouble when they don't. Uh, shocking. Uh, the aforementioned former Trump advisor is one Stephen Miller and his group is America First. Legal, and they cited this video in its complaint to the EEOC, uh, indicating that the comments expressed in the video by Krishna and Paul Cormier, who is the chairman of IBM's subsidiary Red Hat, and the company's corresponding hiring and procurement practices, contravened Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Boy, howdy. This complaint comes just weeks after IBM suspended its ads on X on the basis of disputed claims from the leftist activist outlet Media Matters, now being sued for defamation. Uh-huh. IBM claimed at the time it has, quote, zero tolerance for hate speech and discrimination, end quote. Awkward. Uh, the video shared by O'Keefe on Monday, apparently recorded in 2021 and shared by a company insider, appears to show Krishna and Cormier admitting to denying workers bonuses and canning executives for failing to discriminate against prospective uh, hires. I'm going to quote some of what can be said. Here's what Krishna said, quote, I'm very clear about this. I expect at the executive level, so that is not just my directs, but all executives in the company have to move forward by 1% on both underrepresented minorities. Let me say it. Asians in the, UR, in the U.S. are not an underrepresented minority in a tech company. However, others are. Ditto on gender diversity, end quote. Whoa. OK, what else did he say? Quote, so we take underrepresented and gender. You've got to move both forward by a percentage that leads to a plus on your bonus. End quote. Oh, wow. Uh, he continues, quote, by the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. Huh. Paul Cormier is held to the same standards. Paul and I have been working together to say, OK, how do we apply those deeper into the organization? End quote. Later in the video, Krishna can be heard noting the company's preferred racial and sexual demographics. Uh, Cormier said, quote, that multiple leaders over the last year plus that were held accountable to the point that they're no longer here at Red Hat because they weren't living willing to live up to the DEI standards that we set in this space, end quote. Uh, the um, AFL, the American First Legal, uh, they noted in this letter to EEOC Acting Director Timothy Riera that, quote, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits IBM from discriminating against an employee or an applicant for employment because of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. However, the evidence is that IBM is knowingly, intentionally, and systematically engaging in such unlawful employment practices. Krishna Cormier and others in management have embedded immoral and unlawful employment practices into the corporation's culture, end quote. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. I highly recommend folks, especially if you're a fan of James O'Keefe, anything they do, uh, pretty cool to watch, always fun. But uh, you should hear and see some of the uh, 
the things that people were saying. It's much better in context when you see this stuff on video. You get it. Like, wow, these guys really are. They're, they don't care. They're jerks, and they, they do what they want to do. But that's the corporate world for you, Miss What do you think about this one? Uh, well, first of all, it's kind of funny because if you know, and I think that you and I have talked about this on the show, if you know anything about IBM's history, uh, they were heavily involved in helping, uh, uh, the Nazis facilitate the Holocaust. Uh, so it's an interesting turn here that they've taken. Um, but yeah, James O'Keefe, I mean, uh, he's, I like a lot of the stuff that he does. I think that he's done some not so great stuff that has really sullied his name, which is unfortunate. I think there's a lot of people that, um, have trust issues with him. I think he does some great stuff though. And man, there's really nobody better at getting somebody to say dumb things on camera, right? Like there's, the, the, nobody does it quite like they do. It is amazing to me uh, the number of people that they've been able to get uh, on camera saying incredibly stupid uh, and just, I mean, it's 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 amazing. So yeah, he did great stuff. I think he also confronted this guy and asked him uh, if he would be willing to step down then so that somebody uh, from one of the underrepresented groups can then have a job because he was complaining about too many Asians uh, in tech. Um, and this, all of this stuff, listen, I'm a, a big fan of uh, trying to make sure that there's no uh, system, uh, systemic racism and that people aren't being uh, denied jobs based on race. But we've gone so far in the other direction that now we're doing the thing that we thought we were supposed to be fighting against, which is often the case. I think that there's any time that there's a situation like this, there's always a massive overcorrection. Um, and so I think that that's what we're seeing play out. But also people need to remember that the World Economic Forum is a big pusher of this whole diversity, equity and inclusion thing. Uh, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason why they're pushing this kind of stuff. So you definitely need to be mindful of that when you see this, these kinds of things being pushed around. But yeah, it is obviously, obviously, uh, these kinds of practices are illegal. You cannot um, discriminate on the basis of sex or race in the workplace, period. And it doesn't matter uh, to what end you're doing it to. If you discriminate against a white person, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. If a white person applies for a job and they are qualified um, and you choose to not hire them because of their race or because you would like to have uh you know meet your your diversity quota <laughs> you know what i mean like and it goes for any any race a white person an asian person a black person and it's just uh it's i'm just it, this whole thing is so frustrating um and it just again it seems like we're making an overcorrection where obviously that there was a time where there was a whole lot of uh racism going on people were and, and that still happens there's no question about it but i just don't think that overcorrecting is going to help any of this stuff but yeah i mean what do you think about this i think james o'keefe uh again i love watching him uh get people to say dumb things on camera it's fantastic yeah that's what i was speaking about earlier was saying that his, his stuff the material that he does the the journalism the gotcha the undercover videos they're wildly entertaining and amusing yeah. <laughs> and um it's it's um it's educational too i think i mean you can learn a lot from watching the way these people do it i mean actually i mean i don't want to spoil alert folks but a lot of this usually involves alcohol so i mean hint 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 yeah so if you if you want to hang out with somebody one night and get them to say things they wouldn't normally admit in um you know public yeah you try try boozing them a little bit you know i'm not saying drug them but take them out for a few drinks you'd be surprised what people are willing to say after a couple uh is this is not uh you know anything new here uh but yeah. it, what's new is the introduction of the hidden cameras, the uh, the assumption of a false identity to uh, basically play uh, wolf in sheep's clothing or the other way around uh, in this case, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, but I, yeah, I always watch those videos. I always find them entertaining. Um, and yeah. then the follow up, the follow up where they always approach them is, you know, he's he's such a charming, witty, 
funny guy. So yeah, how funny asking him to step down in the name of diversity, <laughs> equity, and inclusion. That's 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 gold, Misty. I love yeah. it. It's pretty good. And yes, uh, and I always tell people uh, who are uh, looking to get into activism, if you go, especially if you're in D.C., don't drink. Do not drink. I don't care who you're around. I don't care if you think that they're your friends. Do not drink and be very mindful of what you say when you're in that environment. You should be mindful of what you're saying all the time because you never know who's listening. Uh, but certainly if you're at an event or at a rally or something, don't go get drunk. It's not a good plan. Trust me. It's just not a good plan. Um, all right, Adam, thanks for bringing us the story. We will talk to you again tomorrow as always. And hang tight. We're going to be right back with my pal Rome right after this here on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Hervoy Morich. Approximately 650,000 Ukrainian men aged 18 to 60 have left Ukraine for Europe since the start of the war. It's a tough spot if your country is being invaded. Uh, that's one thing and you're a, a male and a citizen. Um, but you know, if, the war, if it's a globalist war, I, I wouldn't want to participate <laughs> in these banker globalist wars. And most of them just uh, are. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. A rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was going to make it. I had to learn to walk again and live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. LaToya Lucas, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Today's News Talk Radio. Come on, let the man talk. We never censor our hosts. Good. Now, talk. Uncensored news. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. And thank you to TNT for not ever censoring me. I appreciate that so much. Um, all right. Our guest today is Rome Bethia. Rome is the chairman of the Care Party, uh, co-founder and CEO of Revolutionary Blackout Network. You guys know I love RBN. Uh, go check him out. Follow him. All that good stuff. He's head of Tour for the Poor, Commie Cuts, and founder of the Armed Gun Club. Rome does incredible work on the ground in his community and around the country uh, doing various mutual aid projects. Uh, and we're going to talk about that and a lot more. So, hey, Rome, thanks for being here. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. But it's good to see you. Yeah. 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 It has been a minute. And I'm excited to talk to you because you've been very busy, as you always are. Um, so let's talk first. And I've mentioned uh, that you're doing this on this show. So uh, some people may remember me talking about Rome. Uh, but he is currently trying to build, literally, the man is building a library in his community in Detroit. <laughs> so tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, it's been a little bit shaky in these holiday seasons, <laughs> a little bit. But we've still been. It's still been going good. It completely, I mean, not complete transformed it, but we are almost there. I have ran into a couple of, um, couple of stops, a couple of roadblocks and whatnot, but I believe that we can get it done. Uh, I just built me a wall dividing, uh, the entrance and all that, whatnot, getting rid of the mold, treating all the stuff before uh, I can let anybody in because what we're going to do, uh, since it's going to be cold this winter, so what I'm planning on doing is letting the homeless sleep in in the building 
on the over on the uh, nights that it's really freezing. But I can't have anybody in the building until I treat them all. So that's what yeah. I've been focusing on right now. Yeah. And I know that you have hit multiple snags, which obviously when you take on a project as long as uh, or as large as building an actual library, there's going to be snags. But uh, I mean, you've gone through things like having your tools stolen, which that's your work is what that's what you do is construction. So uh, having all of your tools stolen and other things that have uh, come up along the way. Um, uh, so how are people uh, able to help you? How are they able to donate, support all of that stuff? Do you have links for that kind of a thing? Uh, what's oh, the best way to find shoot. that stuff? I should have had links ready for that, but um, <laughs> uh, I have a GoFundMe. It's called Building a Library in Detroit. Y'all can donate to that. Um, I have a Cash App, Tour for the Poor, Venmo, Unholy Realm 6. If you guys, uh, that Venmo, and, uh, Venmo and Cash App is probably the fastest way to get the money to me, but if you're if you're uh, shaky about those apps, then you can uh, donate uh, to my uh, GoFundMe. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter under Holy, Unholy Rome. Uh, the E is a three, and you can yeah. just find all the work and all the updates. Uh, if you just click media, you will see you go down the time timeline. Yeah, and I just checked actually on the Substack for today for Rome's write up on my Substack again. It's mistywinston.substack.com. I just checked. Indy did include all of the links, so all okay. of your he's got your Cash App, uh, your GoFundMe, your Venmo, and your PayPal. Uh, those are all on Rome's write up for today on the Substack, so you can go check it out. Um, and there's links to his Twitter and Instagram and all of that stuff there as well. So shout out to Indy for holding it down. He always does a great job over there. Um, so uh, yeah. now, if people um, don't, if they're not able to contribute financially. Um, are you looking for donations of like obviously books or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, we we still accepting books, and if you can bring your ass out here, get out here and help me build the build the library. A lot of people don't have you know uh, money from time to time to donate all the time. Like it's it's kind of like a it's funny because the damn the building was a church, <laughs> and we kind of pulling in donations just like a church. But some people don't have money to be throwing at me like that. So if you can. Or you know somebody with some hands, you know what you know how to clean up, you know how to build, destroy, whatever it may be. You can come out and help me in person. I'm there damn near every day. Yeah. And I know that that's always helpful. Having extra hands uh, when you're trying to uh, take on a construction project project is always helpful. I am not yeah. handy though, Rome. I'm not going to come and help you build anything. <laughs> it would probably just be, it would probably just set you back. <laughs> It would be it would be more harm than good. I am no good with a hammer, but I do actually have a time. You know, I have two girls. I have a ton of books, um, so I'm going to try to figure out a way uh, sometime when I can drive up there and meet with you uh, and give you. I mean, I literally have boxes upon boxes of books because my girls read a lot. Um, so I have tons of books for you. But if you, if anybody's in the Ohio area um, uh, in, in, in or around Columbus and you have books and you would like to donate them, uh, I'd be happy to come pick those up before I head up to Detroit. I'll try to uh, figure out a way after the first of the year, uh, to make it up that direction. So, uh, if you're in the Ohio area near Columbus or anywhere in between Columbus and Detroit, and you want me to, uh, stop by and pick up some books, just let me know. I'd be happy to do that. Um, uh, so how uh, you've been doing this for a while. How long have you had the, how long have you been working on the library? It's been a year. Uh, it was, it's been a year since October. I okay. got the building October the 23rd, I believe. That's when we officially start working on it and ripping it out. Uh, man, it's it's been through some things. It's been through some changes. It looked way better <laughs> when I see the pictures. Like, I, I'm looking at it now because it's unfinished and I'm still working on it. And it just bums me out sometimes. So 
when I, you know, I go smoke and drink and go down memory lane, looking at all the pictures of me helping people and stuff like that. Just look at the library, what it used to look like. And like, oh my God, like it was, it had some real problems. Like they was putting paneling on exterior walls. Like ex <laughs> exterior is basically like the wall that's on your outside of the house. Yeah. It's not, it's not just a regular wall. This is the wall that's going to hold moisture. That's going to get wet, you know, and that's exactly what it did. It cracked from the outside. It was just bad. And I still mm -hmm. got to do that. I still got to dig around the building and waterproof it. I'm, I, obviously, I got to wait to the spring. But the building was cracked from the top to the bottom. And all, all of that rain just soaked all of the paneling up. And it was yeah. mold. And it was just, ugh. Yeah, but it's, it's it's all gone now. You know, it's drywall up now. It's, it's looking good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that you are. I mean, you say that it makes you like feel bad sometimes, my friend. You are far too hard on yourself. Um. Uh. And uh, I, you need to like. I'm glad that you're able to take a step back sometimes and look at the pictures and see the progress because, um. Uh. Dude, you're building a library. Like, who's <laughs> do who does that? You do that. You know what I mean? And there's plenty of other things that you do too. We're going to talk about some of the other projects that you work on uh, uh, all the time. Uh, you're constantly doing something. But uh, again, I think that you are just way too hard on yourself. It is amazing what you are doing. I think it's going to be unbelievably beneficial to the kids in your community. I can't wait to see that it's finished. I can't wait for you to have like a grand opening. I can't wait to see kids in there sitting on the floor, hanging out, reading books like that just it makes me happy just to think about um, uh, what it's going to look like when there's when it's filled with kids. And, you know, there's a bunch of because I love reading. My kids love reading. I think books are an incredible asset. Uh, and so what you're doing, I think you're too hard on yourself and you need to, uh, uh, be a little bit more patient with yourself. You're kind of doing it on your own. I mean, it's you and you, I mean, obviously you have a bunch of friends who help you and things like that, but I mean, to build a library, that's really fantastic. And you should uh, get, give yourself a little bit more patience and credit, I think. Um, all right. <laughs> I, we got to take a quick break. No, you do. We got to take a quick break and get some headlines, but hang tight. We're going to be right back here on TNT radio. Now, 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 TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. The Israel Defense Forces announced on Tuesday they've recovered the remains of two people who were taken hostage by Hamas during the October 7th attack. The Minyar Economic and Fiscal Outlook in Australia initially reported a $1.1 billion deficit, but strong labor market performance and rising commodity prices are likely to result in a significant surplus for the Albanese Labor government. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda. It never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. All right, my friends, I just checked. I do not see an update yet on the uh, FISA vote in the Senate. I'm going to keep checking, though. Hopefully uh, there will be some news before. Probably not, though. You know how things work in Congress. Everything's slow. So they're definitely not going to vote right at five. It'll probably be later this evening, but I'll keep checking. Um, all right. So we're here with Rombathia. We're talking about uh, the various projects that he does uh, to help in his community and across the globe. So um, I wanted to talk about Tour for the Poor because this is super cool. Um, obviously, you do a lot in your own community, uh, but you started Tour for the Poor and you 
literally travel around the country to various underserved communities and do things like diaper drives and um, uh, medical supplies and clothing drives and all of that stuff. And it's amazing what you do with the fact that you're able to travel around the country. So talk about Tour for the Poor. This is something you've actually been doing for years now. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. This is this is older than RBN, I believe. Yeah, a couple years yeah. older than RBN. I first had started because I remember I was just like, what? You know, I'm like, I got like a couple of thousand followers. I can, I know I can pull like five dollars from every from a couple of them to help some people out. So I tested out, you know, and I I believe I forget what was the first project I did, but we went out and helped. Just went on to go help some random people. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we just do this everywhere? And that's exactly what I did. I started in Detroit, went to Florida. Uh, I went to Florida a couple of times, uh, a couple of cities out there, helping people out there in Mississippi, uh, water drives out there, uh, people out there in Flint, uh, Michigan. I even went to, a, a what was that? Benton Harbor, Michigan. It's like, that's small. <laughs> it's like, it's a real small town. <laughs> this, you know, we just focus on the communities that actually need things at the, at the moment. I'm, you know, and I do want to apologize to, uh, to Palestine, Ohio, I wasn't able to make it out, you know, in time and whatnot. And it was making it very hard for people uh, to get out there and, and help and help and whatnot. But once I get back on the ground, I will be able to uh, to head out there, listen to you guys and whatnot. I know uh, I'm a communist and I know that's a very conservative town, but that stuff doesn't uh, matter to me. You know, if you need to help, no. then we will be there to help. You know, it, do it doesn't... Uh, it doesn't help me, you know, not helping you by because you don't believe in what I believe in in lockstep. Because at the end of the day, we all need uh, the same things. We all want housing, clean water, better better education, whatever it may be. You know, uh, yeah, we're gonna be there for you. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite things about you. As you know, I'm super passionate about that as well. I don't care about ideological differences. I like to uh, find where we can agree and work uh, on those things. Um, and that's it, it, you also are great about um, when you're out and about, you talk to anybody and everybody. You don't care. doesn't matter if it's a Trump voter, a Biden voter. It doesn't matter. You're not um, – because there are a lot of people who are so married to their ideology and they're so tribal um, that they uh, you know, kind of turn their nose up at anybody that disagrees with them. And you absolutely – do not do that. I mean, you go into communities regardless of uh, political affiliation or who they happen to vote for, um, and that none of that stuff matters to you. And I think that that's great. And if you go I'm to East black, Palestine, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a, if you I'm go to East Palestine, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a black like if I was only, you know, feed and clothe and you know help the people that's that thought just like me, that's damn near nobody in America, <laughs> you know. And you're not yeah. going to get anybody. You're not going to. You're not going to change minds. By uh, yelling at people, or, you know, uh, yeah. different from me, and blah blah this and that. No, what I do is I go into those conservative uh, uh, communities with a hammer and sickle on my shirt, or you know, some way I'm going to represent. I'm going to push my propaganda to let you know that I am a communist, but I am here to help you. So now, when they see these communists out here to help. They start to ask, quite, hold on, communists helping people. I thought you guys was evil. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, man, just because you hate the Democrats don't mean that the government isn't brainwashing you either. Like, you know, like I explained to this one white guy in Boston, I was just out there. Uh, <clears throat> we just opened up a clinic out there in Boston, explaining to this white guy. I'm like, what What would happen if I was to kill you and I kidnap, and I kidnap your son, your newborn son, and I raised him? 
and I told him, you was a deadbeat. You, you, you're not dead. You just ran away. What if yeah. I told him you was a, a, a rapist or this, that, or that or whatever it may be? Okay, well, take that logic and put it towards, put it towards communism. Why would America, why would America want you guys to be socialists, want you guys to be communists, want you guys to come together as a community and stop them from owning the means of production? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's something that drives me nuts more. too. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I don't, I don't like um, pigeonholing myself into any, I, I don't like labels. I don't like any, I don't uh, identify entirely with any one ideology. I like to kind of float. I think there's some, everybody's got some good ideas. I think we should pick from each, but I think that what people uh, it's so frustrating to me because even as somebody who doesn't uh, identify as a communist, it's people be like, Oh, well, if communism is good, then how come it fails everywhere? It, what it doesn't, <laughs> it's never been tried every time time it has been attempted it is sabotaged um intentionally <clears throat> by western empire and so uh yeah that's always a very frustrating thing but yeah and that's what um that's what i love about you is that you're not you're you are just who you are um yeah. and you're not uh you're not going to shy away from that and you don't shy away from those conversations and i think so many people um you know want to like just hang out in their safe space <laughs> you know what that's i mean why, like, i'm telling you that's <laughs> why everybody is so smart but so dumb at the same time yes because they got all these degrees they get all this all this knowledge from these schools but when it comes to actually knowing a person or knowing your community they are dumb as a brick like some people really do not know the people that's in their own communities you know and it's just uh heartbreaking because this is the reason why a lot of people are dumb right now a lot of americans are dumb right now is because the lack of conversation in between one another you know yes. we're not going to always agree even even communists disagree with each other we we're you know even though we uh, agree with the you know with the uh majority of things but we disagree we break up you know we fight sure There's yeah. gonna, you know but you gotta have yeah. those conversations you gotta get For out sure. there just because your your neighbor got a trump sign if your neighbor got a trump flag and you haven't educated them enough you know saying th th that shows that you're not in your community that shows that you're not a part of your community because yeah. if you are a this, you are a that, a Democrat, whatever it may be, your propaganda should be good enough to at least, to at least take over your neighborhood, your surroundings. You should at least, like, yeah, but no, all you're going to do is sit there and complain or whatever it may be. Yeah, it's so, and that's, I I live in small town Ohio, so I am surrounded by Trump voters. I mean, everywhere I go, they're Trump voters. Uh, not that it's just Trump voters. I'm really close to Columbus, which is obviously hardcore Democrat. Um, it's it's so funny to go from, I'm like 30 minutes outside of Columbus, and um, I go from my tiny town, and it's nothing but Trump bumper stickers and signs, and then I go 30 minutes to the north, and then suddenly it's nothing but Democrats. It's like a Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, everywhere, everywhere. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's so frustrating to me because um, it, it, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense, Rome. It doesn't make any sense. How do you expect to change people's minds if you aren't even willing to have conversations with people who don't already agree with you. That's how it works. If you want to bring people in, you have to convince them your eyes, your ideas are better. Uh, and you can't do that if you aren't even willing to engage in conversation. And so many people, I say it all the time, I think that a lot of these people are not really interested in getting anything accomplished. They don't actually want to win. They want to yes. feel smugly superior and they want to yes. sit in their safe space and do nothing and just complain. And it's, it's more of like a social club 
than it is um, uh, a, a, an actual, a, like a political idea or a, a, an, an action of any yes. kind. Um, and it's it's so self-defeating and um, it makes no sense whatsoever. And I don't care who you are. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care um, what party you belong to, what ism you subscribe, subscribe to. I don't care what books you read. I don't care. I'm sure that we can find something that we have in common um, and sure. something that we can work towards. And it, it, that's the case. More common. We, we know this, but then then people are like, oh my God, no, I don't have nothing in common with a freaking Nazi. Like, yes, you do. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sure you do. We, I'm we all human. We all human. Yeah. And we all learn through propaganda. We all are Americans. We all learn through propaganda. Just because you are a socialist don't mean that you wouldn't propagandize. You would propagandize by people like me or yeah. people like, you know, Nick or whoever, the, whoever it may be. We all got to learn, you know, just don't. Yeah. You can't be quick to judge, man. That's the that's that's some of the foulest shit that you can do because you know I, I'm not the smartest guy. I don't have my degrees or GEDs, whatever it may be. I'm just I'm literally some nigga from Detroit that that picked up a phone one day and started talking shit on the internet. Yeah, that's what happened. You know, you don't, and, you know. And look at everything that you're able to accomplish. Just be, and I say it all the time. I'm just some chicken Ohio. Like I'm just some loudmouth chicken yeah. Ohio who has a radio show and has cool friends. Like yep. that's it. I have no money or power or influence, but it, everybody can do something. And I think that people are so focused on differences. And you're right. We have we have far more in common, and we have far more in common with each other than we will ever have with anybody in a position of power. And I say it all the time. My enemy is not my neighbor. My enemy wears a five thousand dollar suit and sits in a boardroom. That's my enemy, mm -hmm. and that's. That's all of our enemies. And the, the sooner we realize that, that's in game. And that's why they do so much. There's so much effort put into keeping us all divided because they know if we come together, it's over for them. And that's, I mean, I just oh, yeah. wish people would recognize that. So we have to take another quick break. Hang tight. We're going to be back here on TNT Radio. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Uh, the latest leftist attacks against Donald Trump claim he's going to be a dictator in a second Trump administration. And Chris Wallace on CNN playing along uh, put the question, to Raihan Salam of National Review. So Raihan, is Donald Trump a dictator in waiting or is he just playing? Well, look, what he was saying in that moment is something very similar to what Barack Obama said back in 2014. At his first cabinet meeting, he said, I've got a pen and I've got a phone. And what he meant by that is that if Congress does not do what I want them to do, I can sign executive actions and I can use my phone to rally outside groups to create pressure on Congress to get things done. And this is what he was just referring to. I'm gonna be working with Congress where I can to accomplish this. But I'm also gonna act on my own uh, if uh, Congress is deadlocked. I've got a pen to take executive actions where Congress won't. And I've got a telephone to rally folks around the country uh, on this mission. Executive orders, rallying people via the, the phone, sounds a little dictatorial to me. Uh, context and perspective, they are fake news killers. Thanks for giving me a minute, I'm Steve Ballsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT Radio Vision. Even the thought of dementia can feel scary. It's why we put off getting help even though we've noticed changes in our thinking or memory. But an early diagnosis can change everything, giving you medical help and a support system around you to help you live better. Start with Dementia Australia's online checklist. Because the sooner you know, 
the more you can do. Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we are here joined by Roma Thea. Still no update on the NDAA vote. It's probably not going to happen. I don't know why I keep checking, uh, but, you know, it's what I do. I'm a little obsessive. Um, all right, so uh, we're here with Rome. We're talking about all of the cool stuff that he does all across the country. And I wanted to talk to you about uh, RBN, too, because, um, uh, you know, I love you guys. I've been, uh, I was like, I think I started, I subscribed like you were still in like maybe two or 300 subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Who's uh, guess? Like was that. I? Yeah, I, I, Nick always. Me. I can't remember. Nick always calls me uh, uh, an honorary member. I say that that's ridiculous. <laughs> At best, I'm a mascot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll stand on the side and cheer with my pom poms. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love RBN. I think you guys do amazing work over there. Uh, so uh, talk a little bit about RBN um, and the things that you guys do. I know that you've inspired uh, the other members to open up uh, different chapters where they're now also doing mutual aid work. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's what uh, we was focused on. Well, you know, RBN, we was, you know, we needed something different because it was all, it was the David Pacmans and the Kyle Kalinskis and, you know, all these, all these so-called leftists who was low-key right-wing or just following party lines and whatnot. We just felt like we needed something different. So that's, that was the whole thing, you know, saying make sure we have a Black-led news network, you know, uh, and controlled by black people because a lot of people say, Oh, this is a black network, but <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> we just wanted to make sure that everything was controlled by us and make sure that the people get the truth, no matter you know if they like it or not. And you know, it went from there to you know, and we was putting together like, How can we you know build awareness for third parties or a general strike? And then we did uh, some summits for. Uh, uh, for the union workers and all kind of stuff. And we just go out there and uh, try to support our people. But it's bigger as a network. We started to think like, damn, we can't just sit here and talk, you know? So what are we going to do to combat the things that our people are facing today? Okay. So, all right, we're going to start chapters. I'm going to start a library. You know, I'm, I'm already working on, this is already in the midst of it. So, I was working on getting the building for the library and we was talking about them getting chapters down there. Of course it was, it took a little minute, but uh, we had, we all of us are successful. Uh, CJ's out there in Compton, uh, on Skid Row, we have JB out there in Florida and Orlando. We have Sabi out in Boston and Nick out in KC. Everybody is like, it, it, it's in important parts of the country right now it's like some some great parts to be in right now to take care of our people and push our propaganda at the same time so we can get a high number of people on the ground or a high number of people to listen to us and follow our word so yeah. uh, this is this was uh it was it was tough getting that shit started i'm not gonna lie like it you know headaches and arguments you know uh with meetings the meetings was crazy but yeah. we made sure <laughs> that we wasn't just some talkers because you see people like Kyle Kalinske who, who sat here for uh, for years and he get richer while his audience get poor. Yeah. You know, we don't want that. We want our audience, like if we're going to sit here and uh, get all this notoriety and people going to follow us, thousands of people following us, we're going to make sure we give back twice as much. Make sure you give back twice as much and don't build a career out of this. This is, yeah. this is activism. This is a, a form of activism 
on a um on a on an internet on a on an internet show on a network yeah. however you want to put it like we kept telling people like this isn't a podcast this is activism we are teaching the truth to thousands of people who may not ever hear this who may not ever hear from our perspective or what whatever it may be but yeah yeah and it's so crazy that you just brought up i didn't even think about it but you guys couldn't have picked uh people for, and obviously you guys just came together organically it wasn't like you did like you know uh, we're gonna get somebody from boston we're gonna but you guys really are like geographically speaking it like all spread out you're in great locations and that's yeah i didn't even think about that but that's so true but yeah and that's why i love rbn is that it's not just about um you know doing a show where you talk about the news right i mean there's lots of that there's lots of that in independent media uh which is fine i think it's great that we have so many voices out there who are doing different takes on different stuff and you know know, people have their different focus or whatever. Um, but I think that what what separates you guys a little bit is that it's uh, you you focus a lot on education, but then it's also, as you just said, it's more about the activism. And I think that um, uh, it's important. I think that a lot of people lean on social media. We talked about this, I think maybe yesterday or whatever, but people lean on that and they think that, oh, well, I tweeted and that's enough. And that's not enough. <laughs> Um, and so, and I think that that's why I, uh, relate to you guys so much is because that's, I try to use the internet or social media or YouTube or even this show as a way to highlight my activism. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, that's how I got into this was just, I wanted a way that I could spread the word about the things that I was doing and it, to have a platform. I think that that's very helpful. And you guys have really kind of mastered that where you use RBN as a, a means of education. Um, but then also as kind of like advertising for the different work that you're doing around the country and mm -hmm. that's great i love that it's fantastic yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's easier than what people think if you got like I, I i explained this before if you have over a thousand followers like whatever your social media uh, uh app is you can do it you can get started it's not gonna be as big as a tour for the poor is right now of course i've been working on this for years and my my stuff isn't even as big as other people, I don't even use my nonprofit. You know, I, I just, I really, you know, still pull it, put it together like it was the old days. Just ask people for the money. They give it to me. I go get the stuff and deliver it to the people, you know, yeah. um, but you're not going to have a whole bunch of supporters. You're not going to start off with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people supporting you, a whole bunch of money. Just take the little what you can and make it look as big as possible. See, what I did, my first tour for the poor, I didn't even raise like $1,500, but we made it look like a couple of thousand dollars. Even the news came out there. You know, we, we had, had a speaker out there, a party out there. You know, I paid, uh, I paid for people bridge cards to get some food stamps so it would be cheaper on the dollar. So now yeah. we had a whole bunch of food. We had hundreds, hundreds of hot dogs, hundreds of hamburgers for like $100, like $100 yeah. in cash, and you can feed a lot of people with that, you know, go to go to Sam's Club or some some big outlet store, wherever you at, and get as much as you can on your book. Make it look big. And then when people see it, they're like, damn, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. I'm I'm yes. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm donate to him next time. Next time yeah. I got you. You inspire people. Like that's what I think is um uh kind of um 
your your magic, I guess, is that and you see you you you're no stranger to that. I think people tell you all the time that there are people who I have seen on Twitter who have been like, I just did this thing where I went and uh, you know uh, bought pizza for the homeless, or I just went and did this thing where I bought diapers for my neighborhood, or I bought school supplies for these teachers, or whatever. And they were like, and I was inspired by Rome, uh, and that's uh, that's and that's I think people don't recognize that even just by doing starting small and just hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna fundraise a thousand bucks. And I'm going to go do something with it by you doing that. And then posting about it on social media, somebody else is going to see that. And they're going to be like, oh, I can do that too. Mm-hmm. And it snowballs. And I think that people don't recognize, um, cause I always get inspired by that kind of stuff. Um, every time I, every time I see somebody doing something or whatever, I mean, I do a lot of my own, mm-hmm. I don't, I should post about it more. I'm weird about it. I don't post about it a lot, but I think that that's so like, it's, that's another big thing is it's not in just doing the action, but it's also in, um, you know, showing other people how it's done and how I mean, it's not easy, but it is kind of easy. Like it's as simple as running a fundraiser, getting the money and then doing good with it. I mean, it's really not that difficult. It's a really simple uh, concept, you know, you having over a thousand followers. I don't know how people like we we might be spoiled because, you know, of course, I had like 17 Twitter pages. So it's easy for me to <laughs> see like, hey, you know, there's wrong. I just follow them. Right. But yeah. a, a regular Joe Schmo to get a thousand followers. Dude, them people are actually following you. You know, they actually yeah. listening to you for now. So you take advantage of it while you still can, because if you don't, somebody else will. And then they will be using it to what? Probably for some Trump stuff, something that you don't like, whatever it may be. Right. So get the people minds while you can, because once you get their minds, you got their bodies and you can you, you will have them out here. Like, it, you know, it really warmed my heart. Like uh, one of my friends. uh on Twitter, his name Marlon. He started a, a nonprofit organization because, uh, you know, because he said I inspired him. He's out there in, in London and somebody out in uh, Cape Town, Africa. Nice. And I'm like, dang, this is, man, this is uh, really spreading. This is getting somewhere, you know? Yeah. Good propaganda for you, you know? Because I, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't doing much, right? I ain't changing the world. I'm just changing some minds, you know, and that's all. That's where it's going to start. Yeah, that's I mean, that you are kind of changing the world, even if it is just a couple of minds here and there that changes the world. I mean, in in some small way. And I think that that's a lot. Of, again, you being too hard on yourself, um, you're not recognizing the power of that. But yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> it, it is so. Um, and it's as we I mean, listen, the <laughs> things aren't looking good, y'all. I mean, our country is uh, circling the drain very quickly. Um, homelessness is out of control. Our education system has been in the toilet for a very long time. People are broke. They're uh, they can't afford their bills. They can't afford to feed their families. And it's only going to keep getting worse. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it is only going to continue to get worse. And so we need more people because we're going to we're going to need each other. You're going to need your neighbors. You're going to have to rely on. On your community, uh, we're all going to have to come together and help each other's help each other out. And so, like what you've been doing, it, it, people need to start doing that kind of stuff now. Building those relationships now, um, helping each other out now. And as I think you said earlier, people don't even know their neighbors. Like they don't even know their communities. I, people they don't even know. Like you live right next door to somebody, you don't even know their name. You've never had a conversation with them. There's something wrong with that. And I think that yes. a lot of effort has been put in um, in kind of isolating us. They don't want us yes. talking to each other. Uh, and so that's we have to buck that. Shit. that. That's just like yeah. even 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 in like even with people that live in condos. I yeah. live in the condo. Yes. <laughs> I live in the condo, and these people like it, they only talk to me because 
I talk to them because I I, yeah. I talk to everybody, but there's a couple of people who don't like me. A couple of a lot of them are from the USSR. So when they see my flag, they're like, oh, you know, hey, you know, <laughs> they really, you know, they they like, but I get this is one neighbor, <laughs> she's like, Oh, the communists killed my grandfather. I'm like, well, what the hell is your grandfather doing to get killed by communists? It's like you talking about what words? Like, what are you talking about? So yeah. You know, it is you're gonna always have those people, but you know, oh, I'm the head of the HOA and internet. They always try to divide, but man, yes. it is so it, it's so crazy how close you can be, but far apart you really are from each other, man. Yeah, like in a condo, yeah. your front door is like ten steps away from your neighbor, and people don't have they don't even know each other's names. They don't know they don't know anything about each other, and that's it's so sad to me, and a lot. Y'all, a lot of time and energy and effort has been spent creating that environment because they don't want you talking to each other. They yep. they want you to think that your neighbor is your enemy. Uh, yeah, they because you're so much easier to control when you're divided. Uh, so even if you disagree with somebody, as we talked about earlier, even if you disagree with somebody, I guarantee you, you can find something that you have in common with them. And that doesn't mean you have to be besties. You don't have to like go out to dinner or your kids don't have to have sleepovers or whatever. Uh, but just building those relationships, uh, recognizing each other's humanity, uh, understanding that you, uh, you know, we're all in this together um, because it is going to get, unfortunately, I really do think that it's going to get so much worse and probably really really fast um, as start as things start to domino effect. I think that this country is going to go down really hard. I, we've seen in the past empires fail. Uh, we've mm. never seen an empire as large as the United States fail. And not only are we a massive empire, we're also heavily armed. And that is a recipe for disaster. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's going to get civil wars. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they want. They want a civil war. They want us fighting amongst ourselves, so we're not paying mm -hmm. attention to the man behind the curtain. And it's um, it makes me sad that people fall for that, but unfortunately they do. So okay, listen, we're almost out of time. I want to make sure that you can hype all the stuff that you have coming up, or any events that you have planned, or whatever. So uh, tell everybody anything you have coming up, and then where they can follow you. Uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter, Unholy Rome. The E is a three. Well, un just type in Unholy. I should be right there. Uh, ain't nobody else going by that damn name, but Ishan. But <laughs> we got, um, I will be going to Florida soon, I believe, because I got to open up. No, California, California, and then Florida. I will be opening up a clinic out in California. We got a clinic out there in Boston, but uh, right now we're going to be team partnering up with people from Cuba. Who's gonna help us out with the uh, one that's gonna be on Skip Row, and then I'm gonna be heading down to Florida to open up a gun club. And uh, this is this gun club is gonna basically we're gonna teach black people how to shoot correctly, yeah. and you know, and make sure they got their their uh, their right paperwork because a lot of people, my friend, he had a, a gun on him, but he isn't licensed to carry, but. He don't have a felony. I'm like, dude, get your shit right <laughs> before yeah. they get it right for you, right? I yeah. understand the need for a gun, but dude, carry it right. Get your paperwork. Right. <laughs> yes. 
Get your paperwork. Don't give them an excuse for sure. Do not give them an excuse to strip your weapon from you or worse, throw you in prison or worse. Um, Okay. So everybody follow Rome at Unholy Rome. Again, he said the E is a three. Um, So definitely go follow him. Check out Revolutionary Blackout Network. You can find them on Twitter, YouTube, all the uh, platforms and things like that. They do shows all the time. Uh, And definitely if you feel so inclined, uh, donate to uh, Rome's uh, fundraising efforts for the library and the other various mutual aid projects that he has going on. Uh, So thanks so much for coming on the show Rome. it was good to catch up with you uh don't be a stranger i'll have you back on real soon uh and i'll be back tomorrow with vanessa Beely. make sure you turn it tune in for that as julian assange says learn challenge act now and do not go anywhere timothy shays right after this on tnt radio